tonight's episode, episode 19 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Javid, I'm, I'm at the Irish Centre and you are? Carol Hayward. Carol, what's your prediction for today's game? Uh, I think, I feel a 3-1 coming on. And you are? Gavin Pandy from Leicester. Seth, what's your prediction? I'd go with 3-1 as well. Okay, so who are you? Hola, I'm Zach from Spain. I have Javid up from uh, Costa de Weymouth. What's your prediction for the game? Uh, Tottenham 2-1, Ericsson 8th minute. Who are you? Mark from Cambridge. And my prediction is Tottenham 3-2, Harry Kane 2, Ericsson 1. I'm Kevin Morgan. I think the Spurs are going to win 9-0. Harry Kane will score all the goals. Very optimistic. <laughs> Right, so I'm here with James Parr. What's your prediction for the game? I reckon 2-0 today. Um, Kane and hopefully Ericsson with a free kick. And you are? Simon Preston. What's your prediction for the game? 4-0. That's very optimistic. Easy. So I'm here with... What's your name? Um, Caroline Ferguson, Pochettino. And um, what's your prediction for the game? Um, okay, well, I'm going to say 2-1 because that seems to be our uh, thing. But I'm going to also be like really optimistic because all the family are here and I think they'll bring up. And I'm going to say, I don't know, 5-0. Okay, so I'm here with... Nikki Moritz from Johannesburg, South Africa. Well, we're in the Irish Centre. And Nikki, what's your prediction for the game? Well, we're going to beat Leicester. Uh, I reckon 3-0. I think I said that on the podcast last week. Um, and uh, if you if you haven't joined our Facebook um, page for the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast, please go and like it now because it's fantastic. Excellent, thank you. So I'm here with uh, Nick, Nick Mobsil. And what's your prediction for the game? Uh, I, I'm thinking a good game today. I'm thinking Spurs are going to run out through new winners and a confident performance. It's very optimistic. I am a Spurs fan. Don't know why I'm optimistic, but three new anyway. Tottenham. Good man. I'm here with, what's your name? MJB. And uh, what's your prediction for the game? 3 uh, 1 Tottenham. Kane Brace. Good man. yesterday at the Irish Centre. As for this evening, my guests this week are the softly spoken Aaron Wolf from New York. Hey. Greg, the Professor Taylor from Brazil. <laughs> Bortagi. And the housewife's favourite, Rob Wills from Plymouth. Good, good, evening, <laughs> gen- good evening, gents. <laughs> good evening. Good evening, Javad and everybody else. Um, so before, Yo, people! <laughs> before we um, before we talk about the the, the Leicester game, um, I'm going to mention a little bit about the big meet yesterday. So, um, a few people from the Tottenham Hotspur family uh, Facebook group met. I think I would say about 30 of us met up before and after the game um, at the Irish Centre. Um, in many cases, it was the first time that we'd all met um, in person. And um, it was it was a really really nice day. It was just amazing meeting a whole group of people who um, 
it's like-minded people who share a common interest, namely Tottenham Hotspur. Um, but yet it was, even though we, I, you know, many cases I've these were people that I've met for the first time, um, felt as though we'd we'd all known each other for a very long time. And uh, it was a really, really good, really, really good day. And um, I wish all three of you, and, and for that matter, all of our listeners, members of the group who couldn't be there, um, I, I wish you'd all been there um, and, and, and been part of it. It was a really, really good day. Um, I had a really nice time. Um, and I should yeah. add that um, at the during the ninth minutes of, of the game, um, there was a, a minute's applause for... Stacey Mole, who died recently after a long battle um, against cancer, and that, that one minute was, was perfectly observed. Um, that was a really nice touch. Um, also, in yesterday's match programme, um, the Tottenham Hotspur family Facebook group were, were, were given a little mention, a brief mention, and that was courtesy of Andy Hawker, who, who got in touch with the club and mentioned the fact that we were having this get-together, and that was also a really nice touch. Um, yeah, it was a fantastic day. Photos looked amazing. So cool to see all the faces that you know go with what people write on the page. But it, it did make me very jealous, though, because it, it's not as if we can just pop over. Exactly. Talking of just popping over, um, so there were two members, Andy, I mentioned Andy Hawker. Um, he flew all the way from Romania. And Nicky Merritt flew, I have any from Mars, I can't do the maths in my head, um, 11 hour journey all the way from South Africa. Um, and she was there for the weekend. Um, and you're right, Greg, you can't just fly over there. Um, and it's, it's, it's very difficult to get, we've got 500 plus members in our group, it's very difficult to get everybody um, all in one place on a particular day, but it was still a, a lovely effort to get as many people as, as we did, and and hopefully it's going to be the first of these get-togethers because we've got a fantastic group and um, we've got fantastic listeners, and uh, you know we, we've got this this wonderful common de- com- common denominator which is Tottenham Hotspur. So um, hopefully there will be many more meetings like this going forward. Can't wait to make the next one. Um, also, just sorry, just before I mention the Leicester City game, um, where I was sitting uh, yesterday, row twenty-seven, block thirty-five, Park Lane. Um, I was sitting. I didn't realise it, and I was just walking straight past them. I was sitting in the same row as um, ASD and Jack from the Tottenham from the Echoes of Glory Tottenham podcast. Um, uh, I may recall I've been in previous episodes I might have mentioned them um, and the fact that they <laughs> kindly allowed me to appear on um, their podcast um, back in January and, and, and give this podcast a plug which, which was very nice of them um, and, Yeah I remember uh, that they, uh, They've got they've got a really good podcast I, I listen to it every week um, and uh, if you like on podcasts and you like this one, our, our podcast, then I'd, I'd suggest you also listen to, to their podcast, which, which is a really good podcast. And uh, they're, they're, they're both really nice guys. We had a, um, a chat about the game um, at halftime. And uh, yeah, good guys. Wish them best and um, uh, do listen to their podcast. Uh, 
Right, enough of me rambling. So, Leicester City, um, we beat them 4 3. Um, Aaron, if I start with you, what's your um, what's your thoughts on the game? So I watched the game after the fact. Uh, it was my son's two-year-old birthday. Uh, ex- we had the party exactly at kickoff, and I recorded it and watched it when we got home. Uh, and I, oh god, it was awful to watch. Just absolutely awful to watch. I, I mean, if I had more blood pressure medicine that I could possibly take in my life, I would take it. You know, it was. I found it painful. Uh, wonderful at times, but um, you know, any any time that there's that close a game and there's a penalty, I just I'm a wreck. I'm an absolute wreck. I'm, I was sweating. <laughs> I was out of breath. My parents were watching because they had they were in town to to, uh, to visit my little guy, and they were worried for me. The whole thing was sort of a disaster. Um, but in the end, three points, and uh, you know. Makes it interesting, I guess. I guess that's that's what Tottenham does to you, though. A high blood pressure. Yeah, that's just that's just part of the course. Um, Greg, how was it for you? Well, before the match, I had a feeling we were going to batter them, and for twelve minutes, I thought I was right. Um, but after that, it was kind of meh. It kind of turned into like a school football game, really. You know. Um, I didn't, as 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 Aaron said, I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, there's not a lot to say about it. I, I mean, there were various players who were a bit off. I mean, Chadley had a horrible game. Um, the first goal, Townsend's corner, it's a terrible corner, but luckily Leicester got so confused as as we did. You know, um, yeah, I, I I thought it was kind of an ineffective game. I mean, I'm glad we got three points. But I'd have liked to have got them, you know, to have earned them properly. Mm, there, was, there, was, there was elements of, I don't know, sloppy sloppiness about the game. Rob, um, what's your take on the match? <laughs> you really want them? <laughs> what a colossal shower of shit I thought most of that game was, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we had a few good moments, like, you know, obviously scoring the goals was uh, exceptional and our fourth goal was just so freaking hilarious. I nearly fell off my chair laughing. You know, inch Michael and then smacking Schlupp in the face and going in the back of the net. That was just sheer comedy value. You know? It should change his name from Schlupp to Slap. <laughs> but, yeah. Danny Rose, I thought, did very well during the foul um, for, for Kane's, you know, Obviously, for the penalty, um, like the commentator said, if uh, Schlepp, uh, not Schlepp, if uh, the lesser player had got the ball, it would have put in a different story, but he didn't. And, you know, he ended up fouling Danny. So, you know, well played, Danny. But it, it, it was a very scrappy, very messy game, I thought. I want to ask you guys, what do you do when watching a penalty? Because I, I can't, I could barely watch. I'm standing up, I'm sitting down, I'm standing up, I'm pacing, I'm drinking, I'm sweating. It's It's got to be the worst three minutes of football, right? It depends who's taken it for me. I mean, if recently when Townsend's been taking them, I've been thinking, oh my God, you know, I've been thinking this is going to go over the top <laughs> and he's actually scored them. But uh, 
with with Harry, I, I watched it. I wasn't too bad. You know, I was. I mean, there's always a bit of nerves. You know, he's going to miss it. Is the goalie going to get it? But I had a bit more confidence in Harry. Because it was it was going to be the hat trick. I, I it was awful for me. Like if it was his fourth of of the day, or if it was even his second of the day, like I would have probably been been calmer. But be, be specifically because it was for a hat trick, I thought for sure this is going to, you know, get saved by some improbable stretch of the toe or something, and I'm going to have to be furious and depressed. It's for me. It depends well, me, on. Sorry, Rob. Well, I was going to say, it made me chuckle with Casper standing in goal's arms stretched out saying, look at me, I'm huge. And Harry giving it, yeah, well, you're going to go one way, I'm going to go the other way. So, you know, <laughs> you can be as huge as you like, really, can't you? <laughs> yeah. For, for me, it depends on the circumstances. So penalty shootouts can be quite nervy. And oh. I remember a few weeks ago when we played West Ham and we got a, got that penalty right at the very end. That was That was horrible. Awful. Um, I, yesterday yeah. I, I was fine. I didn't mind. So it really depends on the circumstances during the game. You know? Yeah, um, it was fine, and and also it helped that it was Harry taking the penalty. Although he did technically he did he, he did miss his penalty against uh, West Ham, albeit he scored the rebound. Um, but just before I make a comment about our performance and the players, Casper Schmeichel. Now, um, apart from the fact that. He's got the Schmeichel name and he's related to the great Peter Schmeichel. He is a poor, poor goalkeeper. His kicking was really... I don't know if this, this came across on um, on any of the feeds or or, or, or or on TV when you guys watched it, but every time the, poor, the ball was passed back to him, he looked very shaky. Really, really shaky. Um, it, it, it was shocking, wasn't it? There was one... Harry was chasing him down and, I, and I'm thinking, yeah, Harry's going to get times. the ball in a minute. Yeah, it wasn't just you know if it if it have if it have if it happened once maybe twice, okay forgivable, but it looked like it happened um, on quite a few occasions. Uh, just as well he plays for Leicester and not us, otherwise. <laughs> yeah. There was there was one moment in that game where I thought Casper did something that was so very much like his father, and that's when he came out right out of the goal, out of the box, and uh, cleared it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that about sums it up really. One, <laughs> one, 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 one moment. Um, otherwise, he looked like a very ordinary player. Um, at at two 0 up, I thought to myself, Leicester are a poor team. They're going to go down. I, mean, I still don't maintain that they are a poor team, and we should be we should be further ahead. And of course, Chadley had that chance to make it three 0 which he which he blasted over. Um, and then they scored, and then it was two one. And I remember at half time game thinking the same thing we should we should be further ahead but we were defensively woeful and even somebody like the Tongan who's you know who's considered a good player he he had a stinker yesterday um Dyer wasn't that much better Kyle Walker had his, <laughs> Kyle had his Walker. defensive lapses shall we say um and uh, yeah we looked we looked very very vulnerable one or two members who I met yesterday um Caroline Ferguson, sorry, Caroline Pochettino Ferguson, as I should call her. Um, <laughs> and I think also Nicky Meritz um, mentioned about the fact that po- Pochettino used to be a defender. Yet it's ironic that as a club, as, as, sorry, the, 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 the team, the season, have, have you know barely kept a clean sheet. I think it's four clean sheets 
in total, and obviously three goals conceded yesterday, which is which is a concern going forward. If if we're serious about Champions League this season, and I don't know if that's I know it's mathematically possible, but I don't know if, if it's really viable. Um, if we are serious about it, then we really need to tighten up at the back. Well, I must admit, I was, I was kind of disappointed because when Pochettino got the job, I thought, great, he's an Argentine international defender. So he'll probably sort out our defence OK. But, you know, something's gone wrong, hasn't it? He's it, only brought in... Go on. Well, I was just going to say, it's very, 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 very scary uh, watching us defend. But I still, I still think that um, the biggest problem is actually giving the ball away very, very cheaply. And I think that's putting our defense uh, under, under an inordinate amount of pressure and making them look very, very bad. I was just re-watching the first 20-some-odd minutes of the game. I, I didn't watch through the Leicester goals, and Leicester's goals came, they were pretty much dominating the game. But, but every time they had a break, it was because Townsend gave the ball away cheaply. And, and, and of course, Walker looks really bad because he's bombing up ahead he does some overlapping run and Townsend gives the ball away and now there's acres of of space and and Walker scrambling to get back I think I think we have a problem with defensive positioning I think Dyer and Walker um aside from Vertonghen having a bad game I think Dyer and Walker have still a lot to to uh to grow into but I I somehow feel like the biggest problem is giving the ball away cheaply Rob you were about to say something earlier um, I forgot now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Perfect. Um, <laughs> j- sorry, j- just b- b- whilst you remember, um, and just following up from from the point that Aaron's just made. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on, Aaron. It, we, defensively, it, we, we do have a tendency to get, give the ball away, and that puts that puts the defenders and the goalkeeper under pressure, and and also the fact that we play with a high line and and and. And uh, attacking all the time is is gonna open open us open us up that little bit more. However, I think that the fact that we some of our players do make individual um, mistakes, I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, <coughs> Kyle Walker, for instance, um, <laughs> uh, doesn't help. Um, I don't know. Also, I think we need. I mean, I think we've got the personnel. I don't think there's anything wrong with Walker and Rose and the Tongan and Dyer, Fazio, Ben Davis. Um, but I think we need to bring in one or two players in the summer. I think we need a commanding centre-back. Um, somebody, <clears throat> you know, yeah. I don't want to make, make comparisons, but, but a, a leader, a, a Ledley King type figure, for example. And I do think yeah. that we also need and I've said this before on, on previous podcasts in recent weeks, I do think we need a defensive shield. I know we've got Ben Salab and Mason, and I know that they're really good players, good te- technically good players, and I know they work hard. Um, but I think that we need a ball winner. Um, obviously, Stambouli we've got, that's somebody. But but I don't know whether whether a, perhaps a Schneiderlin or Wanyama, somebody like that, um, that can add a bit of steel. I think that would... To our midfield, I think that would provide a, um, a cover, a shield for our back four. We looked much better when we switched to four three three and Paulinho came back, came on. We looked mm. much, much yeah. more solid. Yeah, Paulinho made a difference, I think. I mean, he gets a lot of flag, 
but maybe he's had a rest now and maybe he can come back to to what he, he used to be. I don't think we should necessarily get rid of him in the summer. He's one of the ones if, of the lot that we should keep, maybe. Mm. He's... Yeah. I was going to say, looking at when Polino came on yesterday, he started to me, he looked a little bit reminiscent of how he was before we bought him. Mm-hmm. Um, his ability, his, his gameplay, his style, it seemed to be coming back a bit more. He certainly provided a lot of energy. Um, the one thing that's sometimes missing from Paulinho's game is purpose. Almost <laughs> as if he's running up a blind alley or, or, or he looks lost. He just looks like he hasn't found his feet. But we've got to, we've got to remember, and I know you could say this of Lamella and Soldado and so forth. Paulinho was is good player. He, you know, he was somebody that had a particular reputation that that and that certainly did it in the international stage. Greg. I mean, perhaps you've seen more of him that, than I have, but yeah. when I, I, what I saw from him in the Confederations Cup in 2013, I liked what I saw, and I was, I was, I thought, yeah, this is going to be a good purchase. But you've got to bear in mind that in a long season in Brazil, then he played in the Confederations Cup, then he joined Tottenham, then he went off to the World Cup. Um, <coughs> he's probably going to be tired, um, and exactly, you know. Maybe. You see, the thing is also they have a stupid state championship here. When the, the main teams, the Serie A teams, the, uh, the bigger teams, they go off and they play state championships. They're playing little teams where they might have more players on the pitch than watching. And, but they still have to play these games. And there's no real break. I think there's, they get about two weeks at Christmas and that's about it. So he's, he's gone from, from Serie A to, to state championships to Confederations Cup to Libertadores, to uh, doing the cycle again, then coming over to Tottenham. He needed that break. Mm. I, I, I seem to recall, even when, even I know Sandro was slightly younger when we when we purchased him, it took a while for Sandro to settle in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I miss the beast. I miss the beast before <laughs> he got injured, but... Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> It was a mercy selling. (laughs) (laughs) One of the, I I should just add, one of the things which was uh, amusing about yesterday, well, um, the, firstly, it it was, obviously we we got the three points and it was a strange little game and it was sort of up, it was 4-3. Now, to anybody who um, didn't see the game and, and you, landed from Mars and, and you read the result, you would think that it, it was an entertaining game and a great match to be at. Um, I can tell you far from it because the performance wasn't fantastic, yet, yet we got the three points. Um, the atmosphere was really, really poor in the ground. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a strange, it was a really cold day in, in North London yesterday. It was just very windy as well and it was just freezing. Um, but one... One of the amusing things was, obviously, I mentioned the atmosphere was particularly poor, which was disappointing. But um, in the Park Lane ends, um, uh, popular chants, um, the Park Lane will sing, we're the Park Lane, we're the Park Lane. And um, the shelf side then normally should respond back and say, we're the shelf side, we're the shelf side, shelf side, Tottenham, blah, blah, blah. Um, And they weren't, they were being really, really quiet. So suddenly the Leicester City fans who were, on my left-hand side in a corner, there weren't that many of them. 
Um, they didn't really sell out the away allocation compared to some of the other teams that we played this season. They started joining in, which was um, at one level I said sort of sad because it's sad indictment on the fact that the shelf side weren't singing, but it was also quite amusing and 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 I sort of appreciated the fact that they were good games. So we we would we would sing we're the Park Lane, we're the Park Lane, Park Lane Tottenham, and they would reply back. So I, I couldn't actually make out what they said. It was something like we're Leicester City, we're Leicester City, and then. We'd allow them to sing, then we'd reply back, they'd pause, allow us to sing, and then at the very end we were pointing to them. Once the chant finished, we would point to them, Yido, Yido, Yido. So it was um, it was a strange thing, a strange sort of uh, something that you don't normally see in football, but it was nice that the, the, the two fans were sort of um, chanting together. I must have been. Sounds like... Go on. Go on. No, I was going to no, say, say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go. Right, I was going to say, when I was listening, watching it on stream, um, the, the singing that I did hear was very quiet. And, you know, it was the usual everywhere we go where the Tottenham boys. And I'm thinking, well, you're not making that much noise. So what are you, what are you on about, boys? Yeah, it was somewhat ironic. No, I was it just thinking the way the way Java described that, it sounded like one of those dance offs in these horrible teen movies that you see on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it picked up a little bit after they scored, did it not? Uh, yeah. I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, there, there were times when, yeah, it picked, yes, it did pick up a little bit, and then it then it dies to death again. Um, I don't know whether it's just. Cup final blues or whatever. I mean, Rob, you you were at the Arsenal game. I mean, that was amazing. The atmosphere on that day, oh, it and was, it, was, it was tremendous. And okay, I know this isn't a North London derby. Don't get me wrong. I'm not expecting that atmosphere, and I'm not expecting that type of atmosphere every week. But it was still just really disappointing. Um, mm. Gotta wonder if there's like a collective feeling that there's just not much to play for, and not much to support right now. I mean. Mathematically, yes, we could possibly get fourth place, but it's sort of not in our hands, and it's also sort of like fourth yeah. place. It's not exactly the most ex- uh, exciting thing to, to cheer for. Well, I, I, I must admit, you know, it is rather demoralizing. You're knocked out of the Europa League. You you don't win the uh, the League Cup final, and um, we're hovering around seventh place and. You know, yeah. Granted, Liverpool lost, uh, lost today, which was a, a bonus. So that did, you know, we're still only a point behind them. But we'll, the, there are games that we should be winning quite comfortably, and we're not. Yeah. I think. I think then. Go on. No, sorry. You go ahead, Craig. I was just gonna say, I'd, I don't think they're at the beach, but I think they're looking at a few brochures. I think that's the problem. <laughs> it's got that. I don't know. I think everybody. Collectively, we're just—it's a lot. It's been a really long season. I know it's March, and there's still a couple of months to play. But it's been a long season for everybody, and and there's the, the cup final and so forth. And some of this—I mean, this just sounds like I'm making excuses, but I, I somehow got to justify it. Um, We—it was a three o'clock kickoff, and I, and and I I do notice usually, not always, but usually when. When Spurs play, for instance, a midweek game or if it's a Sunday game, 
in in the winter that's that, that kicks off at four o'clock and and it's dark when when we when it's under the floodlights for some reason the atmosphere is better better not always but but sometimes um I don't know. Onwards and upwards, I guess. Um, we got the win. We got the three points. Um, there's still a lot, lot, of, lot of improvements that need to be made. Um, Can I ask what happened to Fazio? Where is he? I think my my take on it is that I can't remember what it when it was, but maybe some point January, Feb, January, early February. I can't remember whether it was by design or, or by default or whether Fazio got an, got an injury. Dyer came into the team, and I think he did well. And he sort of cemented his place. Um, that's my but, interpretation. But Fazio was doing really, really well. They were <laughs> they, they seem to have been forming a really good partnership. He yeah. was dominant in the air, and with all of the shakiness, I'm really surprised. To not see him, especially in a game like against Leicester at home, I really expected to see Fazio. Unless it's simply Pochettino saying, "Dyer's the future, and the kid's got to learn." And why not, you know, blood him this way? I think it's a tricky one because Fazio's great at the back with his headers, but also Dyer's great at the front with his headers. I mean, I've... yeah. Some of his hairs, he's, he's, he's got such a deft flick. I mean, they kind of glance his head sometimes and they divert and sometimes into the goal. I mean, he reminds me of Gilzine like that. You know, so do you want the guy who's going to be up, go up the front for corners and things and might be able to just flick it in? Or do you want the guy, the big guy at the back who's going to catch anything that's coming up high? We should have had him play against Man United, I think. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, he did he was he the guy that he did he set up Kane for the first with that little flick? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, he did right. I mean, he look he looks great, but when you know when we're sh- shipping three goals to Leicester, uh, you know, it's a question mark for me. Well, we've got Burnley. I, 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 Go on, Rob. I was going to say, I, I, um, in answer to the question, who would you rather have? I, my my opinion would be. Um, Find a gene splicing tool and you know <laughs> join them join them both together because Fazio yeah. was awesome at the back and you know Dyer's pretty sweet up the front as well you know as, as a as a forward defender. Don't get me wrong, I really like Dyer and I think that that when he plays he, between him and Vertonghen, they get to they they maraud forward. It's a little bit more dynamic. It's it's exciting, but I. I it's like I, 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 this like very conservative part of me wants Fazio to come in and just sort of set up shop and you know win every header that's pumped yeah. towards our end and just settle the team for a game. Mm. See, Eric's only had really his only experience in football has been with a Portuguese with was it sport in Lisbon, wasn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. and yet Fazio's had a bit of experience from you know. In all of it, in, in his entirety of, uh, of the career so far, so he's learned to be an aggressive player. He's learned, to, you know, how how to perform better um, in the, the defensive position. And Eric needs that um, experience as well. Mm. And I guess he's only going to get that experience by playing and, and forming that partnership yeah. with with Jan. Um, yeah. I, I'm not entirely convinced by Fazio yet as a player. Um, 
in a Tottenham shirt, I should I should add. I mean, he's obviously mm. again come with a reputation. He's done done fairly well in Spain, um, but certainly when him and the Tongan played together as a pairing, um, they looked good. And I, I think we had this run of I don't know however many games it was unbeaten with with, with the two. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe the Leicester game will be the turning point, and, and um, Poch will look at it and say, right, I've got to shake something up, and and maybe he'll give Fazio a chance. To, um, against Burnley in the fortnight um, who uh, who happened to be the next team we're playing so um, yeah Sunday the 4th of April half past one GMT we've got the Burnley match no 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 games next weekend because of the international break that's going to be interesting I'll be pulling out my hair <laughs> trying to don't know what to do my, with myself over the weekend I like countless others um, or p- perhaps countless other, other others on this pod and, and, and of our listeners have actually got lives but anyway um, Burnley next in a fortnight um, how do we see that game Rob um, well going by the previous meetings we've had with Burnley uh, whether it's been the league or uh, been cup ties they can be a thorn in the side um, it's a bit of for me, it's a bit difficult to call, um, but yeah, a, a win is possible if we buck our ideas up and if we strengthen up at the back. Then you know we we should be able to keep a clean sheet. Um, of of course, they've got Danny Ings and he's a pretty decent uh, player. But if we can close him down and and keep him locked up tight, then there are possibilities. If I put you on the spot, prediction? Um, 2-1. 2-1, okay. Greg? Is it home or away? Away. Away, okay. Um, I think I think they're quite a good team, even though they, they're right down the wrong end of the table. I think they're quite a good team, especially with Ings. Um, I don't know many of them other teams players usually <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> but um yeah i i think they might hold us to a draw actually i mean of course i want us to win every game but i wouldn't be surprised if they held us to a draw i think they've got it in them especially if they're fighting for survival mm-hmm. well man united aside we we do tend to play better away from home mm. this season which is why i'm going for the win yeah and our fans are more vocal away from home. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what's your prediction for the game? Uh, this is like an absolutely terrifying uh, game because we have we have a team fighting for survival, and we're on two weeks of a break. We have been really poor after long rests. Really, really poor. Um, and. Um, I think we're going to win 1-0 and it's going to be just horrible to watch. Just just 90 minutes of the worst pain that I've ever felt in my life. And I will be so furious because I will have, just so you know, I have zero life. So next weekend I will just be pacing around my apartment and I will have waited 14 days for a 1-0 game and I think we're going to score early and then just sweat the entire rest of the game <laughs> how's that for a sunny happy clap for kind of prediction I have, I have one thing 
hands up. Obviously, we can't see each other's hands, but hands up. Who thinks Harry is going to equal Jurgen Klinsmann's record in that game? I do. Of, of what goals? Total goals per season? Yeah, thir- and that's thirty goals. Yeah, uh, I think there's a fair chance he'll do that. He's got what twenty nine this season. Yeah, twenty nine. Twenty eight, isn't it? No, 29 now at the moment. Is it? Oh, right. Yeah. With, with that penalty scored yesterday, that made 29 for for, uh, for a season. And I think that's in 43 games or something. And I think Klinsman played yeah. a total of 50 matches that season. And bear in mind, with, with with Harry Kane, certainly early on, he didn't he wasn't starting matches. Right. Um, he was coming yeah. on as a sub, etc. Yeah, I, I I think he will. I think I think I can see Kane getting a goal. I think he will. Um, I'm going to go a step further, Robert. He's going to surpass that record in that match. <laughs> Ooh, another hat What's trick? your prediction? <laughs> um, I think there'll be goals. I'm going to be very bold and say we, it's going to be four-two. Ooh. <laughs> I haven't said to whom. I don't know. It could actually go. It could, I could see it going either way. But I remember the last time they were in the Premier League, and we'd already qualified for the um, the Champions League. Um, this is in 2010, and we played them on the very last game of the season, having beaten Man City on the preceding Wednesday and qualified fourth. Um, and we went there, and we might have even have been two 0 up. I think possibly Modric and Bale. I, I, can't remember, and uh, they beat us four two. Um, they were relegated already by that point. Um, mm. I think I think we'll we'll we will win four two. We beat them in the FA Cup earlier this season four two at White Hart Lane, and I can see it being an open game, and I can see that they will put in a good performance um, because they're obviously fighting uh, to, to to stay up, um, and uh, and I think. Generally, as you said, Rob, apart from the United game, we are better away from home. And, and yeah, let's go for it. 4-2. Will, will Hugo be back, you think? Oh, that we didn't mention that. I don't know. I've not. All I know with Hugo is he's got a um, pretty deep gash, and I think it's his right, just under his right knee. Um, I've not heard about any... You know, obviously, you need, they said this, the report said he needed stitches, and that was on Radio 5 Live. Um but they are, or the initial report was that they are hoping he will be uh, fit to play for the Burnley game. So I'm hoping. He's missing the France games. Yeah. Because mm. um, Vaughan, not a bad keeper, but he does make mistakes, unfortunately. Um, and he, 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 he makes more mistakes than, than I'd like to admit. Um, Nugent almost made him look silly. Really oh, silly. Yeah. That was awful. I mean, it was a great save, yeah. but <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Oh, but but did, did you see that on the TV? I mean, when you got the angle from behind, that was whipping fiercely to one yeah, side. I was quite true. impressed with Vaughn getting that. Mm. When, I, when I saw it, I just actually I said out loud. I was the only one here, and I said out loud, bloody hell. You know, I was, I was surprised he got to that. He's a decent keeper, but he's not Lloris. Um, I think well, he doesn't command his area, does he? No, that that's, no. I think that's a big difference. I think Lloris has got a presence um, yeah. about him, if nothing else. I mean, he, yeah, he he's a good goalkeeper. He's a good shot stopper. He's he's many things, but above all, he's got a presence, and I think that he gives the defenders in front of him confidence. Um, good goalkeepers do that. Oh, sorry, fantastic. You know, great goalkeepers do that, and Lloris is a great goalkeeper. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, just on Harry Lurice... Kane. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, Lloris is more of a sweeper keeper, isn't he, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, just on Harry Kane, I believe, this is off the top of my head, um, so don't quote me, um, I believe that he's the leading goal scorer, or maybe the joint leading goal scorer in the Premier League with 19. He's the leading. He oh, is. wait, did he's Costa leading. just Costa score? He's... Scored, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Scored. So I don't know if he's if Costa has surpassed him more, or maybe that maybe they're joint. Um, they're joint, I think. They're joint, okay. And also, in the calendar year 2015, apart from Messi, I believe that Kane is second only to Messi as the leading goal scorer in, in, in leagues across Europe. That That is it's, quite some stat. I was reading, my, my, my son got a football magazine on Friday, and that was printed early March, and it said in there, in the first 66 days of 2015, Harry Kane had uh, was the leading goal scorer um, in the first 66 days. That's what the magazine said. Okay. That's, you know, that's... It's well, fortunately, he's one of our own, isn't it? He is. He certainly is. <laughs> uh, and I, 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 I was having a conversation well, yesterday with um, I can't remember who it was, and we were talking about um, we were talking about uh, the fact that you know if you take away Kane, um, we wouldn't be doing as well as we are, and so forth. And and the guy that I was having a conversation with, I think it was James from the group, and he said, well, you could say that of any team, which is true. I think yeah. that the, 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 the difference is, this year, Kane has just surprised us all, you know, whereas in previous seasons, okay, we knew about Baldini, where, you know, other clubs know about, for instance, Liverpool know that they've got a, a Suarez in the past or whoever. Um, Kane has just come from nowhere, and uh, the guy I was having a conversation with um, turned around and said, yeah, but then we sort of the role, you know, that many goals or it's sort of what somebody like Addy, for instance, should have been doing, you know. So if you if you take out Kane, if you say there was no Harry, Harry Kane, it would have been either Addy or Soldado. And one of them should have, you know, staked a claim to be the number one striker. Um, I was but, reading somewhere the other day that um, Mr. Bale, our beloved midfielder, is having a few problems in Real Madrid and there's a possibility that he may come back to Europe. And I thought, if he came back to Spurs, what what would, would actually happen? Because, you know, he's an exceptional player. He was exceptional for us. But Kane's exceptional as well. And would there be a struggle as to, you know, would Harry struggle to score goals because we know Bale's a selfish git? I would, I would love, love for... For Poch, for Poch to have that problem, to have that conundrum, <laughs> to, to 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 be like, right, here's this mm. mega superstar, here's this guy that scores all this, all these goals, and and Bale has to play with that mega superstar that, that's known, that's called Harry Kane, um, and 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 he's got to somehow accommodate Bale um, in that team behind that mega superstar Harry Kane. Um, uh, but I just—it's not going to happen. I mean, I think he's too expensive. His his wages are ridiculous, and uh, um, if he did if he did leave Real Madrid, um, I think it would be for one of the um, yeah, I think it'd be either for United or or, or City, somebody like that. Unfortunately, mm. can I say one last thing about Kane? Yeah, 
they're tied. Costa and Kane are, are tied uh, for 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 goals scored in the in the Premier League. Uh, Kane has played three fewer games. That's pretty interesting to me. That is interesting, actually. Twenty-three games started by uh, Costa and, and and twenty appearances from Kane. Twenty appearances or starts? Uh, twenty, twenty appearances. Sorry, 23, 23 appearances for Costa. Twenty appearances for Kane. Okay, and let's not forget that of those twenty appearances, the first few he he came off the bench. Yeah, and got a few minutes, the, right? Yeah, if you remember the, the famously the Aston Villa game. Um, that, that's just one that comes to mind, but I'm sure that there's a couple more. So he's not had that many minutes on the pitch. That's that, right. That's, that's quite impressive. Yeah. Um, right. Let, let's go. Let's look at some questions. Um, the first few I'm, I'm going to address directly um, because uh, they were related to um, the get together yesterday. So I'll quickly go through them. Um, Simon Dolling asks, "Do you have a dirty, great, stinking hangover?" Um, I presume that would be addressed at me, and the quick answer is no, I don't. Um, I'm teetotal, so uh, no. Carol Hayward asked following on from that who was the most piss, pissed mm. pissed person at the meetup um, pissed even um, nobody was particularly drunk um, there was one person who uh, was a bit tipsy um, and that person will remain nameless because it wouldn't be very fair for me to mention that person's name what you mean Caroline you mean Caroline Pochettino Ferguson uh, one couldn't possibly comment. You may say that I couldn't comment. <laughs> um, I would have thought Nikki would have been more pissed. Every, every picture I saw her, she had a glass of wine. She was merry and happy, um, <laughs> and as was everybody else. Um, right, Ali Hassan asks um, an obvious question that hasn't been asked. Asked, did MJB enjoy his day along with the rest of the family? Um, so MJB, um, one of the members of the group, and uh, uh, he attended the match yesterday and uh, that was down to a few of the members clubbing together um, and uh, purchasing a ticket for him and um, I do you believe he did enjoy the ga- yeah. game he might have been a bit overwhelmed but he, he enjoyed it and so did the rest of the family I think for, for me it wasn't so much the game that was the highlight of the day the highlight of the day was just meeting people before the match and then afterwards and just, just having a fantastic time it's really difficult to, to Put into words. What I want to know. Hmm. What I want to know is um, who dropped the hints to uh, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and get it in the uh, program. I think that was courtesy of Mr. Andy Hawker. What I want to know is: Is MJB going to change his name to Cyril by Depot? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but no, it was it was it was really really good good. Um, yeah. Everybody had a really, really good time, and it's just—it's amazing that. Yes, I know that a lot of people. Um, well, we, we've all, all, all four of us, obviously, you know, done podcasts together, and and and, and with different people. So we, we, we've sto- we've spoken um, over Skype to other members, and and, you know, and we've got to know members through the Facebook page, um, virtually, you know, typing and chatting. Um, but that being said, it's very different when you meet meet people for per, person to person. And do you know what? It was it was a uh, it, it was just it was fantastic just meeting people, and it almost felt like you had known, all, you know, the 
people that you met all, all your life. Um, that was the really nice thing about yesterday, and uh, everybody just had a really, really good time. There was lots of. I'm not going to bore our listeners with this, but but there was a few tensions in in our Facebook group over the course of the, the last week. Um, in any in any forum or in, in any Facebook group where there's a large group of people, um, you know, there can be disagreements, there can be falling out, so forth. That's that's just true of life. Um, and then we had the event yesterday and uh, and it went really, really well. I think everybody had a really good time. There wasn't any blood on the floor and it was just, just a really, really good day. Um, Moving, moving along, um, Eddie Mallory asks, um, and again, sorry, I'm going to address this directly. Um, what's more difficult to get into, the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast, the Bilderberg Group, um, that's, if anybody doesn't know, a, a, a private gathering of political leaders and, and experts within the industry and finance. It's an annual event. It's all very... Um, very sort of shadowy type thing um or the ivy and the ivy um somebody asked me this early earlier earlier today what what, what the ivy was or i think i read a post somewhere and, and the ivy's a, a posh restaurant um in in london that's frequented by celebrities and whatnot and i think it's very difficult to get into so um i don't know anything about the ivy i've, I've never been there and i certainly don't i've certainly never been in the bilderberg group yet i don't know maybe a, one day i'll be a famous political leader or, or an expert from an industry, from industry or, or finance but um, I do know about the Tom Hotspur Family Podcast and it's not difficult to get into that's that's the main point if anybody, if any of our listeners um, would like to get onto the podcast, would, would like the opportunity to appear as a guest then just ask, just write to me and ask um, the, 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 the podcast is there for the members, it's there for the listeners it's not an exclusive um, podcast, and if anybody has a passion for Tottenham Hotspur um, and would like to appear on the podcast, just write to me. Um, we've got we've obviously got the Facebook group page, which is obviously accessible to, to the members. There's also a Tottenham Hotspur family Facebook page, which is open, and um, please do um, give that a like. Um, there's also we also we also have a Twitter page for the podcast so do follow us and um you can you can get in touch with me by any of those means and uh yeah we always like to have new voices on the podcast Jeff, are you suggesting that i didn't have to cut off my little toe to get on this podcast because <laughs> if that's the case you owe me a toe brother right i'm now gonna throw this out there but, but... as mjb has met so many people mm. i now propose a challenge for michael Get yourself on a podcast, mate. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, we, we've. I've. Uh, to, to be fair to, to to Michael, I've I've asked him in the past, and um, like many people, in fact, um, you know, he, he's got other things going on on in his life, and he's just waiting for the right moment. Um, he's listened to a few episodes. He, he's a bit nervous, but that's you know, most of the people. Um, Greg, if you don't mind me saying, I, I'm, I'm sure when I first mentioned it to you, um, you had apprehensions and, and you weren't sure about it. But but once you break the podcast, Cherry, it's um, yeah, yeah, you're sort of well, what, what was the fuss about? You know, yeah, um, so I, I was worried because I I don't have the encyclopedia memory for all these games that some of the other people do, and I thought, oh God, I'm going to make a fool of myself. But you know, I've, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying coming on. I'm glad you invited me, and I'm glad I did it. And you know, whenever 
you ask me, unless I'm doing something else, I'll say yes. Greg? Yeah. I make a fool of myself every time I do it. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Aaron, um, oh, I will, um, yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to post that toe back to you and, and, and I'm, and, and you shouldn't have mentioned it. Now that's going to put, put off a whole, whole, whole load of people. <laughs> um, so yeah, you've got to cut off. Yeah, there is a, there is a provisor. You do have to, uh, do have, have to cut off one of your digits um, to, to, to get on the podcast. But hey, that's the price. But other than right. that, it's, it's, it's well wide open. Whoa, 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 whoa. You told me I had to give you head. <laughs> um, that was just between you and I, Rob. You don't have to tell the whole world. <laughs> Rob, there's no podcast. This has all just been one long ploy. A very, very long con. Oh, crap. Gavis, Gavis grooming you. <laughs> Um, okay, let's quickly move on. Um, <laughs> right, some proper questions. Mark Guido Matthew asks, Danny Rose, England quality or not? Clearly, yes. Yeah, Just got his call up, right? At times. Not all the time, but at times, yes. Well, the England team's not that fantastic, so why not? You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm actually, I don't normally watch England matches because they're a bit boring. Um, don't have a lot of interest in them, but especially if Harry's playing and if Danny's playing, I'll, I'll watch this one. Well, Danny played a better game yesterday than Steven Gerrard did today, so yeah, why not? <laughs> I think not he's to... been one of our better players, to be honest. I think he's great. I think he's had a good season. Um, if you'd asked me in years gone by, if you if you went back, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, or 20 years ago, I would say no. But when, when I look around at the players in the England squad at the moment, at left-back and, and just generally, um, it's, it's fairly ordinary. Yeah, sure, there are one or two good, outstanding players, but generally it's fairly ordinary, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, why, why not? Um, is Luke Shaw better than him? I don't think so, not on, not on current form. Not on, not on paper, he's not. Um, yeah, I'd... I, don't see any issues with that. Um, Robert Carlyle says, "My annoyance over Baldini. When Robert, is he leaving? Baldini? No, Baldini. Robert Carlyle. I'm sure that says Coyle. Yeah, Robert Coyle. Robert Carlyle is um, <laughs> is uh, what's his name? Rob Stiltskin in Once Upon a Time. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hamish McBeth. <laughs> Hamish McBeth um, and Train Spotting and various other films. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh God." That's going to be edited. Um, Robert <laughs> Coyle asks, my annoyance over Baldini, when is he leaving? What has he brought to the club? I'll tell you what he brought to the club. A shit ton of players for a shit ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll go in the summer because who's the new guy? Is it Paul Miller? Who's oh, uh, Mitchell. He's the, he's Paul Mitchell, though, yeah. Yeah, but I, 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 I somehow think that that we're leaning towards Paul Mitchell and that line of thinking rather than Baldini. I think I think he'll probably leave in the summer. Mm, they surplus the requirements. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. would any of you be surprised if opening day, he's sitting there right next to Levy next season? No. Somebody's going to make Levy look good. I mean, right. let's face it, you know, um, Baldini's the better looking of the two. So, yeah. um, you know. That doesn't make any sense. It's the other way around. <laughs> um, well, no, you, you put the evil guy next to the eviler guy, and then you sort of look at the lesser of two le- evils, right? Yeah. 
yin and yang. Right. Well, I, I, you know, on the making um, Levy look good, his missus certainly looks good next to him. <laughs> That's his son, Rob. No, 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 no. The blonde. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Um, Liam Hennessy. Can we? St- we sort of address this, but he just asked, "Can we start keeping clean sheets?" Use Ariel. <laughs> yeah, um, going back to a previous podcast, I think Mary addressed that point. Um, uh, you've got washing machines with different cycles and so forth. So yeah, yeah I think that's that's the answer. But um, tighten up at the back. Tighten up at the back. I think we we sort of mentioned. We talked about that earlier, so yeah. um, I'm not going to dwell too much on it. I, there, there are lots of other questions I, I want to get through, and, and, and only so much time to do it. Um, Liam also asked, in fact, in fact, he mentioned it to me yesterday um, when I met him. Liam's, by the way, um, I mean, all the members are really nice, and, and one of the things about yesterday, um, one, of, one of the unfortunate things about yesterday, is certain people I spent less time with. Um, guy Jinx, for, for example, I, I spoke to a little bit at the beginning, and then as I was leaving, really nice guy. Um, but just it was just there were so many people that um, he sort of spent time with with more people than, than others. But Liam um, met him in fact in person for the first time on Friday, and, and then I saw him again yesterday. He's he's just a really really nice guy. Um, he's got a, a certain rep- reputation when, when we do the podcast. He's he's very funny. He can he can go to certain extremes. He's got also got the 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 impressions that he does really well. But he's also very thoughtful. He's just he's just a really really nice guy. Um, he's one of life's good good people um anyway that's enough of my loving with liam um he asked me yesterday why do we always lose momentum in march i've no idea that's an amazing question who knows right yeah hmm. seems to be a regular occurrence i remember under harry that used to happen that's happened under avb it's happening now. I mean, for this season, we could say that it's, you know, it's it's all those games catching up with us. We could say it's the Carling Cup, Cup Carling Cup, Capital One Cup hangover. Um, it could be, are we mentally strong enough, really, to, to maintain form over a long season? You know, do we start to whistle in March? Well, the question is, are we losing momentum right now? I mean, a, 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 sorry, go ahead. Go on. I was just going to say that other than a loss to United, is, you know, I mean, we, we lost to Chelsea in, in the final, but it's not like an enormous sag. We're just, it's pretty par for the course for the season, right? Mm. In the past, we've lost momentum, and and um, I don't know. I, I was, you know, all I was going to say was, um, judging but apart from United, um, some of the like the, the tougher teams that we've played this season, you know, like City and Liverpool, and indeed Chelsea as well. Um, there are, you know. Unlike last season, for, for, you know, um, for instance, where we, you know, we, we played the bigger teams and they start scoring goals and we crumble, we've obviously not crumbled this season. So why can't we bring that mentality from when we haven't crumbled against City or Liverpool or Chelsea and bring that into March? You know, 
it, we, we've obviously had that mentality during the season, so mm. they need to keep hold of it. Do you understand? Yeah. I mean, it's also it's a long season. I wonder how much of it is is the team losing momentum or just our attention spans losing momentum when there's not too much to play for. Like I said earlier, you know, does it does it all just seem to sort of sag? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like the wheels have come off. I just think we've got a slow puncher. You know, yeah. we're still moving, we're still going forwards, but it's a yeah. bit, little bit unstable. Yeah. And we've had a very fans, stable season. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I think the fans with it, with it, um, not singing and not chanting and not getting behind on behind the team, um, definitely has a part to play in that. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. It's one of life's mysteries. I guess if we if if Poch need the answer to that, if our players need need the answer to that, then. Um, we wouldn't be losing momentum in March. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. Um, Niall Murphy, good question here. Um, if you suddenly became a million, a billionaire even and could only buy one Premier League team, would you A, buy Spurs and pump money into them or B, buy Arsenal only to ruin and put them out of business? I'd uh... buy Spurs. Because uh, you still get a, re- a return on investment. I don't want to become broke myself. I'm a billionaire. I don't want to lose it all. Um, and if you buy, if you buy the scum, and you want to kill them off, I mean that's all well and good. But then you, you still got Chelsea, another yeah. and Liverpool. You know, I'd I'd feel dirty uh, if I bought Arsenal. I'd I'd feel I'd I'd have to wash myself after that a hundred times over. I just feel dirty and. Ugh. Personally, yeah. um, I'd buy a stake of Tottenham and pump a ton of money into it. Wouldn't it be so satisfying to just demolish an Arsenal team, but not to buy the Spurs and just watch your team that you own a piece of just completely destroy a fairly decent Arsenal squad as opposed to just hammering them into the ground and, 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 and dismantling them. I would I would put my money into Spurs. Yeah. It would it would be so gratifying to watch right. Tottenham right. absolutely thrash the crap out of Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, United, and just and just know that, you know, some of your money has, has contributed to that fact. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you had shitloads of money, I would I would like to see the rest of my days out running Spurs. Mm. Um, I'd like it to be my. I'd like to be an Abramovich, albeit not want to pump. I wouldn't want to pump stupid amounts of money to the point where the club loses its identity. But I would want it to be my club, and I'd want to have a stake in it. Um, you just wouldn't. I wouldn't get that satisfaction from um, from buying Woolwich and, 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 and running them into the ground. And as you say, Greg, you wouldn't get a return on your on your money and which sound businessman would do that. Um, <laughs> Paul Esau asks, I haven't done any research on this, otherwise um, it would be pointless asking the question, but do England do better in tournaments when there's a good helping of Spurs players in the team? 
we have done in the past, I would say. Yeah. So, 1966, um, the one and only time that England won the World Cup, managed by Sir Alf Ramsey, ex-Tottenham player. 1990 World Cup, um, England got to the semi-finals of the World Cup, Gary Lineker and Paul Gascoigne, um, the outstanding players in that England team, both playing for Tottenham Hotspur at the time. 1996, semi-finals of Euro 96, um, managed by Spurs, were managed by Spurs, England even, um, were managed by um, Terry Venables, ex-Spurs player and manager. Yeah. And that team, that England team had Teddy Sheringham, was playing for Tottenham at the time, Darren Anderson, Ian Walker, um, Gazza. Sol Campbell. <coughs> um, <laughs> Gazza was at Rangers, but yep, ex-Spurs. Um, Nicky, Nicky Barmby had just left Spurs um, and joined Middlesbrough uh, the previous season. Um, so yeah, there was quite a few Spurs players. Um, if you look at the last World Cup, where we England not only didn't qualify out of the group, finished bottom and, and were out by the second match, and in fact were one of the worst teams in the tournament, there wasn't a single Spurs player in the squad the first time that's happened since 1958, I believe. So I think that's your answer. I think in, in fairness to that, though, uh, Defoe did go home because his father died. That was a previous World Cup. Was it? I think. No, for the swore this was the the, the, the past World Cup. I don't think he made the squ- squad full stop for the last oh, World Cup. Okay. Because um, he he obviously pissed off and went went to play for Toronto, and uh, that was deemed not to be a, a good enough move. Um, I could be wrong. I'm, uh, sure I'm, somebody will I'm probably wrong. wrong. You know me. Um, you know me and my. I'm. I'm. You might possibly say that. I'm not going to comment. Um, Brian Campbell asks if you could offer a new ball, newborn child one piece of advice, what would it be? Go back. <laughs> back in the womb for you. Yeah. Back <laughs> um, pay attention out. to those breasts. Just pay attention to them. You'll never see so many in your life. Don't support Spurs. Don't support Spurs. <laughs> you, you, you don't know what you let, you let yourself in for. Um, no, 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 no. Definitely support Spurs. I look at my yeah. four-year-old son and I'll say, come on you, and he responds, Spurs. Four years old and he's a Spurs fan. Get him, my son. <laughs> the t- the, my two-year-old knows to put his hands up when he hears it on the TV. <laughs> it's awesome. The arms go up. Oh, when the Spurs... And he just starts marching around, around the living room with his arms up in the air. It's beautiful. Um... Jerome James asks, which word great small? Famalam or moist? Famalam. It sounds like a sanitary towel. It's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Gives me horrible visions. Are you you moist? Use Famalam. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But no, definitely Famalam. Oh, it's horrible. Moist is one of the most hateful words in in the English language. I don't... Not sure why, but just is. I don't mind either, um, but anyway. Uh, well, of course you don't mind it. You like it when people get moist. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Notice I said people. I'm not differentiating between male and female here. <laughs> 
You know the activity you are you, the activity that you 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 mentioned earlier, Rob. Yeah. You've got to have moist lips to do that. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm told. <laughs> um. Certain certain other activities like like rolling a joint or smoking a bong. Um. <coughs> don't need to have moist lips. Um. Right. Final few questions. Um. Paul Esau asks, is it okay to stand and watch two dogs shagging in the streets? And if so, who would you be rooting for? The one shagging John Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you'd have to be a bit of a perv to stand there and watch them, so <laughs> I'd say neither of them. Yeah, it's a sort I'm I have to say, if it's the sort of thing that me and my if me and my kids were walking down the street and and I saw it, then I'd be like, uh, "Okay, kids, let's um let's go back the other way." Yeah. <laughs> I think um. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd I'd if I had kids, I'd pro- probably do the same. I think it would be one of those moments. Um, the uh, the juvenile in in my. First, that stuck in my thirty-four-year-old's body um, would probably be amused by, by the whole thing, and uh, would would watch. Not the pervert, Greg. Can I just correct you there? The juvenile stuck <laughs> in my body. Um, final couple. Final couple of questions. Um, Liam Hennessy asks if Spurs, if, if the Spurs team did a Britain's Got Talent style competition or America's Got Talent type competition, who would do what and who and who would win? Well, I've got five. <laughs> um, I've got Townsend. He'd probably break dance because he enjoys his step overs, and it's, I think it's just another step forward to go on to break dancing. Uh, Ericsson, crossbar challenge. We know he can do that. Yeah, Even yeah, in yeah. games, he did it. Paulinho, or Samba, I suppose. He could do the Samba. Adebayor, uh, magic tricks because of the <laughs> Juju connection. And Chadley. Uh, diving, two connections. One because he's a dolphin, and secondly because of yesterday. Who'd win? I don't know. <laughs> we probably we probably wouldn't win, and Chelsea would beat us to it, and John Terry would be on on stage lifting the cup or something <laughs> like that, um, or the equivalent, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I watch that shite, um, Aaron. I think uh, I think Brad Friedel would win, and I think he would win because he. I have this feeling that he has the most beautiful singing voice. Like that, he would just stand up there in his keeper's kit and just open his mouth, and this like lovely Italian aria would just come forth, and and you know the the lights would beam off of his bald head, and he would just <laughs> just just serenade the entire crowd, tears pouring down people's faces, and afterwards would be a YouTube sensation. The old man can sing. No one believed that he could sing. You have to see what happens next when Brad Friedel opens his mouth, you know, and um, it would just, it would bring spurs to the world. It would be this wonderful unifying moment for all of us. For a brief moment, I got worried because my connection is really poor, and as you were saying, bold head, all I heard was ball, and then it went dead. I thought, oh, for God's sake, he's not going to say balls, is he? <laughs> yes, that's what I said. You missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Rob? Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, 
maybe see Harry do a bit of singing or, you know, some sort of comedy act. Um, you know, I think after watching yesterday's game, I'd put Harry, Schlepp and Schmeichel on stage and say it's the Three Stooges. <laughs> Very good. Um, Fazio's the hard man, so, you know, I, I'd expect him to do something... Um, dangerous, maybe, you know. Juggling chainsaws. Yeah. The The real question is, which spur of the past five years could you imagine actually going on one of those competitions? And I think the answer has to be Sandro, right? There's no question. Do some sort of kung oh. fu guitar playing. Chris Waddle, yeah. we know we can sing. Yeah. Sandro would, Sandro would, would, Sandro would be that player that 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 makes it through to the to the final. Right. G- um, Gomez would be the clown that that, <laughs> that gets kicked out in the first round. Exactly. He would, he would be he would be the 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 the, the, the jester that that stands there and he's dr- juggling some balls and and he drops his balls so to speak. <laughs> uh, final question. Jake Tamplin asks. Would you rather have dicks? Would you rather have dicks for nipples or a nipple for a dick? Now, I would have thought, why would any man want to have a nipple for a dick? Um, you'd still want to have exactly. it, surely. So, you'd rather have dicks hanging off where your nipples are, um, because then, I mean, we all heard the expression of dog with two dicks. Well, you'd have three dicks, so that'd be good, um, and uh, they might be drooping down or hanging down or whatever, but you could always hide them or or, 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 or somebody could create a bra, but a bra that sort of tucks away the the the, the dick, so to speak. Well, see, on that question, um, I have to say, there are a couple of dickheads out there and they don't seem to have any, any um, advantages, so no why. <laughs> For a moment, I thought you were going to say you'd rather have a nipple. Dick. No. I thought, you, thought, thought you were going to be a bit saucy there. I was like, okay, fine, no, no, fine. No. Whatever he's into. I like my manhood <laughs> being the length that, that it is. It might be small, but I got a fat ass that bangs it in. The thing is that if you had the three dicks and threesomes, you'd, you'd need a foursome, surely, wouldn't you? Because you'd, mm. otherwise, you'd end up with one kind of left doing nothing. Speaking from experience, uh, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to tell us that you've, really? got, you've got Aaron, dicks for nipples. Do you have dicks? <laughs> uh, let me let, let me just put it this way: um, it's not the size; it's the uh, the location that matters. No, I have, I have no idea. I have no idea what. what, what <laughs> it's the location, matter. but I, I think I think I think if you had three dicks, there are endless possibilities, um, um, which I'm thinking about right now. Um, Taking a right. piss would be awful, though. It would be awful. Look, I have enough problem. I have enough problems satisfying one woman with one dick, let alone three. Let's but, face but it, Javid. Why stop at one when you've got you've got three <laughs> dicks? Like I said, there are endless possibilities. Let's face it, Javid. You'd have somewhere else to hang two bagels, wouldn't you? <laughs> now that's a really good segue because I was going to just finally mention bagels. Okay, so um, this is this is the one and only time that I will 
I will mention bagels. Previous listen, previous podcast, we've mentioned. Uh, I've talked about bagels and I did references to bagels. Um, and I'm going to finish on 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 this. So wait, wait, wait. Um, uh, can you start the bagel theme song? Is there a bagel theme song? There isn't a bagel ah. theme song, um, and I don't think there will be because if somebody <laughs> does invent one, um, there won't be any further references of bagels um, because all is well with bagels. So um, just to recap, so. Um, I like occasionally when I'm at uh, when I'm when I'm at Spurs. I like to um, if I've not had lunch and whatever, and depending on when the kickoff is, um, I like to have a smoked salmon bagel. And Tottenham Hotspur happens to be one of the few, or if only, club in in, in England that, uh, that 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 um, sells smoked salmon bagels. It's just a traditional thing. I mean, commonly you associate things like Bovril and burgers and pies at f- football grounds, but. Spurs have got this tradition of doing smoked salmon bagels. Um, so where is the problem, you, you may ask? Well, if you're in the upper tier, you can purchase a bagel. But if you're in the lower tiers, you can't, which I think is a disgrace. Ooh. And after lots of campaigning, um, finally, um, I a few weeks ago, um, a gentleman called Terry Buxton, who's the catering manager of the... Um, of Tottenham Hotspur and he's recently joined the club um, he got in touch with me and um, he had the courtesy to explain and apologise um, about the fact that, that, that previously um, bagels weren't available in the lower tiers um, and now that he's taken over he's addressed that and we, we met before the game um, I did mention this a few weeks ago I think some people were, were thinking that I was taking the piss but no indeed we did actually meet just before kickoff. We met in the South Lower he's a really nice gentleman and um, there is a bagel sign now available bagels and baguettes um, available in the, in, in the lower tiers um, they were, the aforementioned were there, um, he bought me one and he also added that um, if there are any, um, if, you, if you or anyone has any um, catering requirements for, for Spurs or, or you have any questions or any requests, then, then please put them through to him. Um, he, he is, he's a perfect example of what a customer services manager should be like. He's very receptive, he's one of life, life's good guys and to that end I'm going to dedicate the podcast to Terry Buxton, catering manager Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Bagels for every man, woman and child. I, I do have something I want to bring up, actually, um, very quickly. Now, going back when we were still in the Europa League and you know we were, we, we still had chances to, to do very well, a commentator turned around and said um, Spurs were the first team to win the double. And he needs to get his facts uh, straight because we are the first team to win the double in the 20th century as I was having a large argument with a Preston fan the other day, and uh, he argued that Preston were the first team to win the double, and they were in 1888. We were the first team to win the double in the 20th century. Yeah, yep. but the, the, in, the commentator, in, in, I can't remember who, who he was, but the commentator at the time said we were the first team to win the double. He didn't say the 20th century, which is why I had an argument with a um, Preston fan. Well, there you go. We just solved one problem with the bagels, and now you're opening up a new problem that now we're going to have to get behind. There'll be a Facebook page about this commentator. We're going to start writing letters. This is <laughs> this is exciting. This is exciting for us. <laughs> Guys, it's been um, it's been fantastic. It's been emotional. Um, thank you, thank you, Rob, Rob, for joining me. Thank you, Greg, um, and thank you, Aaron. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, One Tottenham, one Hotspur, one love. Good night.